Welcome to another episode <laughs> of Them Asperger's. Scarlett, why are you laughing? You know why I'm laughing. <laughs> Scarlett's laughing because we just did 15 minutes of an episode that we've already done. <laughs> I was convinced we hadn't covered the topic. It did feel quite familiar. And then like <laughs> 15 minutes into it, I was like, wait a minute, I've definitely mentioned this before. Uh, so then I had a quick look through our podcast list and yes, we had done that episode before. But that's fine. I have quickly, with my brawn, thought about a new topic. Oh, you've got a new topic? We, okay. Yeah, because like, otherwise, why am I recording? I don't know. I thought you were going to put me on the spot or something. No. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, new week. Loads of big changes going on. Uh, Loads. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett has done the brave thing of quitting her job and taking a new <laughs> job, um, which is, you know, unheard of. I know. It's, uh, it's a big deal. I know. I never thought it would happen. Yeah, which is good. It's, I'm glad you've done it. You wanted out of the job you were doing. Uh, the retail life was not for you. Yes. Uh, as it's not for many people on the spectrum, including myself, despite working in that industry. Yeah. Uh, so it's good that you've done it. Yes. I think it was a good idea. Thank um, you. And we've talked about, well, we did talk about it in the episode <laughs> that we've just deleted, that um, the reason that... I think you've managed to do it is well actually this is kind of what the topic is going to be so the topic this this episode I was going to actually decide that to talk about like about how when you're on the spectrum you can get stuck in like a routine yes or pattern or a way of life even if that particular way of life is not ideal um, and you know that you need to change it um trying to do that is i i think is harder for those yeah. on the spectrum um it's just one of those things that uh, there's loads of times where i want to change something about my life and i just think i'll just do that that's the thing i need to do i'll just change it yeah and um do you know like i'll it just in my head like if it's weeks away i just think yeah no problem i'll just do this sort that out tell them this yeah everything's done but then like i notice as i get closer to it it's less likely and less likely i'm gonna do it um and then it gets to the point where i'm at the bit where i'm supposed to be doing it and i just don't do it yeah like for for example just because to put like a an example with that things like if someone says oh you should go out for this meal and i think yeah yeah i'll come out for this i don't know works meal yeah i'll definitely be there and yeah, I, I'll be going along with it, be saying that I'm excited for it. Uh, and then the day before, I'll be thinking, I'm not going to that. The day of, I'll be thinking, no, I'm going to hide, hide away in my flat, turn my phone off and not show up. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, it's, it's just, it's one of those things. So like the fact that you have, um, decided to do this is is a big deal yeah. um because like you've said before you've had jobs in the past not this well the job we've just doing you stuck it out you hated it like you've been hating it for a long time um and you want it out but you didn't yeah because you didn't want the change of the job and like when you were at uni you didn't particularly like the course you didn't like what you were doing um you thought you should probably be doing something else or just quit but you didn't yeah you know, and there are those things out there, like I know a lot of people on the spectrum have a social worker or have someone like a carer or that kind of thing that do these things for them. And sometimes it's not just a case of 
it's your routine or it's your structure that you need um and that's why you can't do it sometimes it's just a case of you're not able to get the wheel you know like get the ball rolling on that you're not able to go up to your uni lecturer and say i want out yeah you know what i mean like so sometimes there's there's, there's different situations where you want out of something but you are socially incapable of going up to someone and saying i want to stop doing this now please yeah um so like it's a weird thing but i was thinking about it like with the job you've just had that you've quit you didn't want to be there. You've been trying to get out of there for a while. I think like a solid year now I've heard you thinking about taking a different job and getting out. Yeah. Uh, and then like uni was the same. The job before that was the same. You know, yeah. like it's it's just one of those things where you get locked in and you get used to it. Yeah. And it's just your, it's your pattern. It's what you do every day. Do you know what I mean? Like it's where you go. Because we were saying that... Um, I don't think it's a big deal that you've done this, but it's partially because I'm not the one doing it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think like really what you what you're doing is you're just spending seven hours out of your day in a different building with different people. Yeah. And that's really all you're doing. Like there's 24 hours in a day, and only seven of them you are doing your job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the other whatever, uh, you're at home or doing whatever, and you get like two days off a week. So. Really, you're not there that much in considering yeah. your hours for the week. But you were saying that like it was your routine. You were going to the job you had like five days a week. Um, yeah, it's my, it feels like a change because, yeah, it's a, when you've gone some to the same place for five days every week for the past two and a bit years, like seen the same people, done the same job, traveled the same route. And like use the same method of transportation or like all of those things changing. It does feel like a big deal, but I do like seeing it from your perspective of it's not. It's just it feel it feels like a huge deal to me. But then like people change jobs all the time and don't seem to like bat an eyelid about it. So I understand that I shouldn't work it up too much. And to be fair, I don't think I have. I think like I still think it's a big deal, but I don't think I've been too bad. No, you've been completely fine. I've seen you pretty much every other day or yeah. every day since you took the new job. And I'm expecting like massive amounts of meltdowns from you and like freakouts about this. But you've been totally fine. You had a bit of a wobble today. Yeah. Um, but that's mainly because your job starts tomorrow. Yeah. But you knew about this job like two and a bit weeks before, three weeks before? Just over. Yeah, so nearly a month you yeah. found out about it and you've had a month to like freak out about it and you haven't. Yeah. You've stayed quite calm. Um, and like even with the, there was loads of opportunities for you to not get this job. Because you said that the, initially the reason that you were able to go through with this and I agreed, the way I can make big changes in my life is I have to just do them quickly. Yeah. I have to pretty much make the decision I'm going to do something and then get it done and dusted within like a really short window of time. And if it doesn't, I will change my mind and go back to the thing I'm used to. Yeah. Um, and it's it's always a thing. Like, it's always like, I want to do this. I want to do that. But if I don't do it there and then, I won't do it. And yeah. you were saying that the reason you were able to change your job is because you just one day decided you'd had enough and it was like the final straw. You went to a job agency. You went to like a, you did some tests. Yeah. You got offered a job and then there was a meet and greet and whatever. But I thought about this. You still could have got out of it at any point from that. You went to the you went to the the job thing. Yeah. And then they told you that you had to 
go to the meet and greet. Yeah. Which wasn't like the day after. No, it wasn't. It was like a week, two weeks away from that. So you had two weeks to think about it, ruminate what you were doing, that kind of thing. And even though the meet and greet was hideous, you had to go to one of those things where... (laughs) I got so freaked out. Where you go to a building that you've never been to before, you had to go on public transport to get there. Yeah. Um, And then when you got there, you had to hang out with a bunch. You thought it was just going to be you, but it was you and like 20 other people. Yeah. And then you had to sit on a stage with these 20 people and all talk about yourselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you called me a little bit. Well, you didn't call me. I think you like was messaging me. I messaged you. In a bit of a flap about it. And like you weren't sure. You thought you were going to just run out. And that kind of thing. But you managed to get through that. Yeah. And then got the job after that. So you could have, after the meet and greet, backed out then at that point. But you didn't. And then there was that whole thing with the IDs and you needed proof of, like, address and that kind of thing. And we had to get you bank statements and we had to get you official ones and they had to be stamped and all that kind of stuff. And at that point, if you hadn't have done that, you could have backed out the job as well. So yeah. even though you think that, like, you did it and the only way, like, someone on the spectrum can do, like... You have, if you're going to do big changes, you've got to do them quickly. Yeah. Um, I would say this wasn't actually that fast a process. It just seems like it was. Yeah. I think for me, the way I dealt with it mainly is to act like it wasn't happening. And I don't think that I acknowledged that it was happening. I'm still not 100% convinced that I've acknowledged that it's happening. But um, so I didn't tell anyone that we work with. Yeah. Apart from you knew. Um, I didn't tell anyone we worked with and that was mainly because I didn't want anyone to talk about it. Because yeah. if people talked about it, then there's a good chance that I would start thinking about it. Like when I was at work, I wasn't thinking I'm leaving or I'm starting a new job. I just was trying to do my job without thinking about it as much as possible. Not that I completely wasn't in my mind because obviously it was, but... Yeah, just, I didn't, if people started talking about it, then it would constantly be in my head of this is happening, this is happening. But to not tell anyone and everyone else was just acting like normal helped me to stay acting like normal. Um, I think it would have been a lot worse had I have told people. But yeah, I didn't tell anyone up until my last day as I was walking out of the door. I just sort of said. Yeah, I think you kind of told people in the last sort of five minutes of your last shift that you were out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've known for, I knew for about a month, but I didn't say anything to anyone. Um, do you know what I mean? And yeah, like, I guess that's it. You need to, uh, it's just odd. Do you know, like, if you think about it, like, like you said, like people change jobs all the time. Um, this job you're going for is probably more suited than the job you're doing. Everything about it is better. So far, we haven't found an aspect of this job that, is inferior to what you're doing now. Yeah, I mean... Or, or what or, you did, but <laughs> it's still weird that um, you don't want to acknowledge that you're doing it. You know, it's kind of like you're going to something better that's nicer, that, you know, everything about it sounds like it would be a much like bigger improvement on your life. Yeah. But you'd rather take a route that doesn't um, doesn't acknowledge that it's something you're doing. Yeah, because I think the benefits, if it, obviously I, I don't know 100% that it's going to be better. I just, it, a lot of things seem better. But I think uh, once I'm settled in it and it's not a new scary change that's happening, then I'll be able to think about, oh, this is better or I'm happy I've done this or whatever my thoughts are. But at the moment, because it's this big scary change, I just don't want to, even if it is a positive change, because that's happened to me loads. The amount of times, 
in just in life in general so for example um like say you're moving flat into a bigger flat a nicer flat there's still this element of me that freaks out because i'm it's changing and it's changing my routine uh, it's the same as that like things like this happen with me all the time if something changes even if it is a really good change that i will eventually be really happy about the initial change coming is a bit it's, it's a bit freaky yeah i mean but i mean I, I'm trying, I don't know why that is i don't i guess it is just the we're used to everything being a certain way or having a certain structure or a certain routine but um even the stuff that's not good for us or the stuff that's a bad thing to get into um once we're comfortable with it it's something that we can't move away from you said yourself that um even if this new job even if you take it and even if you you get there and you realize you hate it yeah um once it becomes your routine and once it becomes your structure you'll just stay there anyway yeah um and yeah it's just it's it's interesting you know um that that's that's how it works like for us um that's how it is yeah like I'm the same. I I've got the same thing. Like the job I'm doing now, um, I've been doing it for four years. I think I used to work in retail before this job, and I worked in that job for five years. Yeah, and that was a retail job. And the whole time I was in that job, I hated it. Yeah, uh, I hated it after like the first seven or eight months. <laughs> um, but I stuck it out for five years, and the only reason I quit was the company that I was working for went bankrupt and the whole all their stores shut down and so I didn't have a job and I saw it as a way out of retail and I saw it as that's it for me I'm not going back into retail retail's done I'm out I'm finally out like I'll never have to go back to doing that kind of thing again um but after like nine months of not knowing what to do with myself and being unemployed and not knowing like what what job to take or where to go or do you know what I mean anything like that yeah I just ended up going back into retail after nine months like a retail job came up it was the thing I knew it was the thing I was familiar with despite knowing that I hated it despite knowing that it's very stressful uh and it caused me a lot of anxiety and worry all the time I just went in there anyway you know, like I, I, I didn't want to go back in. And then when I got back in, I went in as a Christmas temp. I thought Christmas temp, that's fine. I'll just work Christmas. Yeah, get some money. Get some money. And then while I'm there, it might be easier to get a job while I have a job. Because I yeah. always believe that like the, the, you more likely to get hired if you already have a job than if you're unemployed looking for work. Um, but like it's four years later. Yeah. And I'm still doing it. Um, and recently myself, I've voluntarily demoted myself down from management now so I'm just doing the same job I did when I was a Christmas temp because I think that'll be easier uh like and that's me wanting to change like that's me wanting to change what I'm doing yeah and like change my current situation but still not being able to take myself out of the environment that I don't want to be in anymore yeah um but I I feel like doing this change is enough of a change for now to to be better but um like ideally if I could do anything I'd do what 
you're doing. Yeah. Like, I think what you're doing is the much smarter, like, better move. Like, it's, it's, do you know I mean, like, there's a little bit, like, of me that's, like, wishing I'd just done what you did. I think what you've done, though, like, I think it's really impressive because you've still made a decision after doing the job for a lot longer than I've been doing it to make a change. And I don't know, I feel like in a lot of cases, if you demote yourself, it sounds like a bad thing but in relation to where we work the pay difference is not really a pay difference if I'm honest the stand like the going from what you went what you were to what you are now the pay is there's like no change basically um the responsibilities however are a lot less yeah I'm kind of protecting myself from angry strangers that are coming in and having a go and that kind of thing but do you mean like I'm still going to get them? Yeah. I'm still going to get the angry strangers. It's just I'm not the the ultimate. You know, like when now when they say get your manager, they're not com- no one's coming to get me yeah. to drag me into this like argument with someone I don't know. Yeah. Um, this will be different because I won't be the one that has to deal with it. But like, it's just, why is it that when you get stuck into like a routine that's not good for you, um, it's still hard to get out of it. You know, it's still hard to back out of it. It was the same with me when I was at uni. I was doing a course that I knew wasn't going to go anywhere. So, like, yeah. I did it for three years. I knew that it wasn't going to go anywhere. I knew it wasn't going to be, like, a a thing that yeah. I'd ever do. And all the way through it, I was just thinking, like, this is another loan. <laughs> Every time I got my student loan payments, I was like, there's money I'm going to have to pay back at some point. Yeah. I was just thinking that and I was just thinking I'm never going to use this degree. Like I realized halfway through my first year, I'm never going to use this degree and I just need to get through the three years. It started just being like once I'm through the three years, then I can move on to the next thing uh, that wasn't the degree, but (laughs) I just couldn't leave. I kept thinking I need to leave, but why can't I just leave? Um, And yeah, I just carried on doing that degree for for three years, you know, like, and, and it's... It's odd, but like when I moved to Bournemouth, which is where I am now from Nottingham, where I'm from. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how I managed that. Like that's still something that I did that I still don't understand how I managed to go through with that. But yeah. I don't know if it's because I didn't really, like I didn't really, I think the way to do it is to pretend like you're not really doing it. Yeah. Um, And I think that's how I did it. I think that's what you're saying. Like, I think we have to, when you're still on the spectrum, you have to kind of just, if you want to change anything big or if you want to get out of like a a routine or something that you want to get rid of, I suppose you have to just do it, but disconnect like you're not doing it. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, because I did the same thing. So I'm not from Bournemouth, but now I live here. I'm from quite far away, not as far as you, but Mm. uh, like the Southeast coast. So Again, like it was a big change, but I had no problem with that. Um, Although I think a big part of the change for me, I don't know about you, but for me, it was when I moved from um, where my parents are to Bournemouth, I was moving to live by myself. I mean, I was going to uni, but I was moving to live by myself. And I think for me, the reason that I was okay with that was because then I had complete control over my own routine. Um, and still, as much as I I like my family, I have no problem with my family, I wouldn't want to live in the same area as them again. Um, just because that can shift your routine. Like, say they just wanted to pop round for a coffee or meet up. 
I wouldn't want that. <laughs> I really like my own space. So it's nice to go and visit them um, or them to visit me. And that's nice. But I like that there's a distance and people can't just sort of surprise me. I think I'd feel more on edge if I lived around them. And I know you like living quite far from your family too. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I think initially with me, I I mean, yeah, I, it's, it's, I've been here so long now, I don't know, like, initially what drove me to Bournemouth, but... Yeah. Yeah, there is that thing of, I suppose, if I'm not... I think it's because I was living... Like, before I moved to Bournemouth, I was, like, 23, living at home yeah. with my mom, uh, with my dad. And, like, I get into, like, these weird, like, thought patterns where I think that um why am I not maturing like everyone else or like why am I not becoming like a an adult like everybody yeah. else was like other people were like at my age like had moved out were like you know got like a proper job you know like were like a tradesman or something yeah do you know what I mean like we're getting married like having babies that kind of thing and I, I remember thinking like why am I not doing any of this why am I still living at home uh I think I was working part-time in a shop at the yeah. time. and I think for me I tried to just move as far away from my family because I thought if I get away from them completely, then, you know, the adult in me will will come out. Yeah. Um, but if I'm honest, the things I do now are the same things I did then. Yeah. I'm just, like you said, you've got your own ability to create your, yeah, own, like- your own routines and your own thing. I think what I do now is the same, but it's it's got less influence from my family because they're far away yeah I've got control over my own thing but like if I'm honest I'm still I'm still doing all the same stuff so what I do in my spare time now is what I did in my spare time then and the job I'm doing now is similar to the job I'm doing then but because I have to like pay rent and bills and that kind of thing I have to do more hours in the job that I'm in yeah um you know, uh, but it's it's still the it's still the same thing. I haven't broken away from that. It's something that I came all the way down here to get away from. Yeah. Um, but because it's the thing I was comfortable with, despite the fact that me not liking that particular like lifestyle in general, and I wanted to do yeah. something different, I then still just set establish the same routine here. I didn't initially. So when I like moved into uh unilet houses uh yeah. you live with a bunch of people that you don't know you've got like uni to go to there's like that weird like uni community thing yeah that I never really fit into but the second that I was able to establish my old routines they yeah. were there they were back like once I got to my third year I just moved in with my girlfriend instead yeah and then I was able to move some of my old like ways back in again and then after uni finished I was pretty much able to return the whole thing. Um, and then but the trouble with that is, 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 you know, like you think, well, what was the point? I, if I'm just doing the same, following the same patterns of behavior and the same like routines and everything that I did before I moved to Bournemouth, why move? Yeah. Like, why not just stay there? Why, why come all the way down here if you're just doing the same thing again? Like my life now is the same, I would say, than... Yeah. 10 years ago. But you've said that you like the distance from yeah. your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's a... I feel like there's a part of... Because I think you're similar to me in that we've kind of made here like a little safe haven in the sense that you can't really... Don't often bump into people that you know or... I mean, yeah, that never happens. Yeah. I think there's that element of it. It's, it's almost like we've made the, the town itself a, 
a safe place. Yeah, and like, <laughs> despite living in Bournemouth for 10 years, I have nobody that I would consider myself like, it's not likely that I'll walk down the street and see someone that knows me. Yeah. Um, despite living in this particular area of Bournemouth where I am now uh, for like seven years. Yeah. Six years, something like that. Uh, I still, nobody recognises me. Yeah. Um, and which is, you know, which is good, I suppose. Um, but yeah, there's things about my life that I want to change. Yeah. There's things about me that I'd rather not be doing. Uh, like I said, job, one. Um, I, I'd like certain things that NT people have. Um, what are they? Well, do you know what I mean? Like just, it's hard to explain what they are, but, um, do you know I mean? Like a job that's, that's more of a career than just something I do for money. Yeah. Um, it is one thing. Um, do you know what I mean? Like you've got a car now. Yeah. But like things like that, um, like. I know that's happened, like, because you've got that sorted. Um, but I don't know. I, I, do you know, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it is just being raised um, undiagnosed that's made me think that I need, like, the NT, like, way of life. Um, and then, like, my AS is stopping that from happening. Yeah. Um, so I'm, like, cutting, this is, this is, like, what I'm doing now with my life is, is the same thing I've always done. So, but I, I want it to change. Yeah. But then, I mean, you know me, you hang around with me all the time. Like, how much do I actively do to change it? You know, how much have you seen me go about changing anything? Do you know I mean, I'm always moaning that I need to do this, you know, I need to do that. But like, when have you actually seen me like do anything other than say I need to do it? Yeah, you're funny. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like, You've done it, which I think in a sense, like for me is a little bit odd because you've done it, which is like, had you have not done it, I think it would have been better for me because I'd have just been like, oh, you see, look, like people on the spectrum, <laughs> they, can't, they do can't do this. We just think we can make big changes and we think we can go after the things we want. But then like the, the barriers that the NT world has gets in the way and you can't do it, but you've just gone and done it. Yeah. Uh, and like with minimum freakouts. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I thought you'd be a mess and, like, I thought you'd, like, not do it. And I'd see, like, the repercussions of, um, do you know what I mean, what yeah. you've done. And then that would make me think, like, oh, you see. Yeah. Um, but you've been fine. <laughs> um, and, like, it just seems to be going really well. Which, for me, makes me think, like, well, why don't I just do that then? But then I keep talking about it all the time. I keep saying, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to find this. We're going to do this. Do you know what I mean? But then, like, do you ever see me, like, looking up anything? <laughs> applying to anything? <laughs> but, like, what is that? Like, I don't know if I don't know if that's... I don't know. I can't decide if this is a... Because I initially thought it was an Asperger thing. I just thought that, like, you don't really know what you're doing. You don't really know, like, where you're going with your life. You don't really know what decisions to make or what big, like, moves to do and that kind of thing. So you try and copy other people, which is what I did, like college, uni, yeah. that kind of thing. That didn't work. Um, so then you're back to this. Um, and I just thought that was like the Asperger way yeah. of things. Um, but then obviously like you in particular, like out of the two of us, I would say you're not the autism's worse, but I'd say it affects you more on a day-to-day -day basis than mine affects me. Um 
like there were a couple of times today when we were just out <laughs> in the car where you freaked out for no reason over like two minor things. Like yeah. you nearly went down a road that we couldn't go down, but it didn't matter because you didn't go down it. And you thought you'd stalled the car on a... Oh no, it wasn't that I thought I stalled it. It was that I rolled backwards and there was a car behind me. Yeah, but like you didn't out. hit the car. No. Um, And like nothing bad happened, but like you started like freaking out about it. I know. Um, so like you do stuff like that all the time that <laughs> like I don't do. Yeah. Um. So I figured this thing that you're doing, this this changing your job thing, would definitely have more of an impact on you. And like if I was the one doing it, less of an impact on me. Yeah. So I just figure like I I could do this no problem. What you're doing now. Um. But I thought that you'd you'd freak out more about it than you are doing. Yeah. Um. But the only times you've ever freaked out about this big change is when it wasn't going to happen. So the times where things came up that could have stopped it from happening were the only times you've had freakouts about this. Yeah. Which all tells me that, like, this is a good thing that you're doing and that kind of thing. But it it kind of just... I always think that, like, people on the spectrum, we we don't really, like... Some of us do. Some of us do, like... We find, like, a niche career that's specific to, like, a obsession or trait that we do. And we just follow it and we become something. A lot of us don't work because you you can't like and it might be that you get into the routine of just being at home and doing your stuff at home and the outside world is too complicated. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Like having to interact with people at work or, you know, that kind of thing. And then those of us that do work, like myself, we we just do basic entry level stuff. I know a couple of people on the spectrum and they do work, but they work like one of them works in a shop and he just does hind counter stuff. Yeah. And actually the other one works in a shop. Same thing, but he works in the warehouse. Yeah. And then that's it. Like, and it's supposed to be like this big deal that people on the spectrum have a job. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's like a big deal that you've managed to get employment in general. Hate it or not. Um, And then that becomes your routine because you're used to doing that job over and over again. And you're used to like the way that's how it works. So I just figured that's how it is for all of us. Um, Like the prospect of changing a job is something that I keep telling myself it's what I need to do and it would fix this and it would fix that and I'm I'm hating it. And you know that I always go on about how much I hate it. But like I say, you get stuck in these like patterns of just following the same things over and over again forever. Like it doesn't feel like it's been four years I've been doing this job. It doesn't feel like it's been four years that I've been saying I need to get out. Yeah. Uh, and it was the same with the job before. Like, I was there for five years, same thing. I just kept talking about it. Like, yeah. I need to leave, I need to leave, I need to do something else. What else can I do? And it doesn't happen. And I just think it's definitely one of my traits is I can't decide if I just like the routine of being in something I hate. <laughs> and I've just got used to that. Or I like the routine of just saying every now and then, I'm going to change my job. <laughs> The thing that made me laugh when you said, like, I say that I need to change it and then never do. Like, the reason it made me laugh is because you do do this quite a lot, but not just with your job. The amount of times you'll be sat down and you'll go like, oh, I need to change my bins. But then the next day I'll have, look, bins haven't been changed. I leave it like another day and then I'm like, I'll change the bins for you. (laughs) But it's funny because I think that might just be like one of your traits is just to think about doing something but to not do it and like I'm not saying it's a bad thing it's just I I definitely notice it with you or the oh I need to get ready but then you'll sit 
and not be ready for another like hour. Yeah, I or... do. It, I do it all the time. Some things to me seem like a massive like stress, and <laughs> it's odd. Like earlier, we were here. Yeah, and you're making dinner tonight at mine, and we needed to go out and get onions and stuff. And I said it. Yeah. And I said, let's go get onions and let's go get. But like in my head, I thought I've said it now. We don't actually have to go because I've said it out loud. <laughs> um, and it is one of those things that I do where I'll say we need to do something or let's do this. And then I don't do it. I yeah. just sit there thinking about like for some reason announcing it <laughs> is enough for me. Like I've announced it. So that means it's, it's done. I don't know why. Um, and I, I, like I say, I always thought this was just a standard Asperger trait. I thought it was a trait you did as well. But when I think about it, you just get stuff done. Like you say you're going to do something and then you just do it. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Like that got, well, that, that got finished. Um, like it's, it's just something I've, I've always done. But then the thing is, is once I've done it, if I actually go ahead and go through with it, like I do this thing where I do like a mad rush. I just think, okay, like deep breath. Like I think I like count to three. Yeah. And then I just get up and like fly around like a maniac getting everything done. Because I think once it's done, it's done. And then when I'm sat down again, I have this like feeling of like relief yeah. that it's been done now. Um, whereas if I say I'm going to do something and then don't do it, every like sort of 10, 15 minutes, the thought will come back into my head of we need to do this. And I'm like, all oh, right, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. We'll do it. <laughs> 15 minutes later, like we need to do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. It'll happen. <laughs> um, and yeah, I get stuck in that routine of doing that all the time. And... I don't know if it is the change. I don't know if it is like as stupid as it sounds. Like I don't want to. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got like a routine of I hadn't incorporated throwing my bins out. Yeah. Into what I was doing that day, it wasn't on the list of things to do. But I know it needs doing because they stink and they're yeah. full. So I just keep saying to myself, "You need to empty the bins." But then, like this other part of my brain is just like bins wasn't on the list. <laughs> So they're not getting done. And then like it, it doesn't do it. Whereas I found that when I incorporate the bins, say the next day, I know I'm going out to the shop. Yeah. And I think, take the bin with you when you go outside yeah. because you're going outside anyway. Throw it in the bin. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's done. I come back and I'm like, it's done. But then like I think you need to put a new bag in the bin. And if I sit down and I forget that <laughs> I've got a bag in the bin, I don't put a bag in the bin. I just start chucking rubbish into the empty bin with no yes, bag. Um, Or... The opposite of that, if I think throw the bin out as I'm leaving and then I go out, come back, get home and realise I forgot to do that. Yeah. I'm just annoyed at that yeah. point then. <laughs> I just, like out of spite, I think, well, I'm not taking you now. No, you can just stay there and smell. I'm not going outside. <laughs> and like, that's how I am with like normal stuff. And this is what I'm saying. Like, I should change the bin and throw it out. It smells. It's full. But I can't do it. Like, there's this part of me that thinks just get up. It's not like I'm like lazy or like no, it's not, not like I've got like muscular problems and going up and down the stairs is a real task it would take me all of 30 seconds to take the bin out go outside throw it in the bin come back inside the house 30 seconds but for some reason in my head I'm thinking it's like a two-hour trip yeah I haven't got time <laughs> to be doing that right now I don't know why and like so big stuff even if it's stuff that I know I need to do something about I just can't do it I just can't do the change and yeah. I just figured you were the same. And I didn't, I've ignored all the little stuff that you just do. Like I say, when you throw my bins out, I don't think like, wow, Scarlett's like better than me. I just think like, maybe it was in her routine to empty my bin. 
But like, so you've just you've just gone ahead and like made this like change in your life of I've had enough of this place, and you got like so angry one shift that you just marched yourself into like a job place and was like, <laughs> "Give me a job, I'm out, I'm out of this place." Like you just did it. <laughs> Whereas in my head, I can imagine myself doing it. But then, like, just spending all the next year at this job I'm doing now, just going, I'm going to go to that agency. <laughs> Scarlett went to that agency. She just marched in there and got a job. I'm going to march in there and get a job. But then it won't happen. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I, it's one of those things that you've done. And I'm like, I'm really impressed you've done it. But then also I think, like, oh, God. Like, so it, it is doable. Which I think will make this, like, once you start doing the new job, uh, and obviously, like, it'll, it'll probably go well. You'll get used to it. You'll get your new routine in. It'll be something you're used to doing and it'll be fine. I'll just be like, hmm, why am I not doing that? And it'll just be a similar thing. But yeah. I, uh, it's just, it's impressive that you've just done it, you know? Yeah. But I also, like you said, you have stepped down from management. That is still quite a change. It's not a huge change in the sense of you're not it's not a new job it's still the same place still the same people but it's still a change to your job and a decision that you've made and I still think that that's a big deal and I'm impressed that you've done it because I really didn't think you would like I say you do you have this habit and I like I just think that's a big scale of it but you you do do that you're funny with the oh I need to do this but it just it, it just never really happens so I think like it's still a really big deal that you've taken a step towards making a bigger change and you have made a change yeah I just um it doesn't feel like it's do you mean like in comparison to yours Mm. it's uh it's it's nothing major I've kind of gone back in time to something I used to do yeah but I still think it's impressive you still had to make that decision um and if I'm honest, I didn't. I didn't think you would. <laughs> there was yeah. a big part of me that didn't think you were going to do it. I mean, if you weren't nagging me constantly about sending the email, like the what was it? The I had to print off and change my contract. Yeah, and I kept saying I'm gonna print it today. Yeah. So the reason that I was <laughs> nagging, I wasn't nagging because I wanted to make you do something you didn't want to do, but because I know what you're like in the sense of you go, I need to do this, but then don't do it. I felt like you were telling me you need to do it because you wanted me to make sure you did. So I did nag you, but only because I knew I know what you were like. Otherwise, I was worried that you would keep saying it, keep not doing it, and get to a point where it was too late. But like, I don't, like I said, I don't get it. I don't get. I don't get why change is such a big thing for me to the point where, even if I know it's a positive change, yeah, I still can't do it. Well, it's weird because. Uh, I'd say change affects me too. Like, I'd say in most senses, I freak out more over change than you do for certain things. So, like, if we change a plan or a plan gets changed, I will freak out and you are usually okay with it. You usually deal with it a lot better than I do. Mm. Um, If... Like, say at work, when we changed ops managers, I freak out over things like that, whereas you were just like, it's fine, it happens. But then with this, I guess we're different. I can't work out what the definition of the changes are 
that makes them different but there's certain change that i think i'm better with than you and vice versa so like the way i can see that is for some reason the the unplanned like spontaneous changes that just yeah. happen <laughs> for some reason i can deal with them no problem yeah um say someone took me out of this job and put me in a different job yeah you'd if be it was fine. somebody else's decision i'd just go along with it it's fine it's when i've got to make changes yeah. they're the ones i have problems with yeah you're um, right but when we're out and about or doing something and we've got a plan for the day or anything like that and then a change happens that's not my decision, it's out of my control and it can't be helped. For some reason, I'm like good at thinking on my feet and just making like loads of big changes so it goes back to a normal... Yeah, you are. But when it's a decision where I've got to do something about it, it doesn't matter if what I'm doing is a good thing, I can't do it. For some reason, being able to change my own, I don't know destiny fate yeah. whatever i can't do it i'm incapable of changing my own ways and my own lifestyle like anything else i just for some reason can't but if someone makes changes within my life it's not a problem like it's not a, it's never been a problem um it's just i can't i can't change things myself yeah that's weird because you're right if someone did just tell you today that you're not working there anymore and you've got this new job i can see that you would be fine with that but if someone did that to me i know that i would freak out it, yeah you're actually completely right it's weird but in your case you can deal with the changes that were yours your decisions yeah yeah which i think i can yeah i can yeah like i often think of doing stuff and then do it but for me yeah because for me i have weird i guess this isn't really changes but i have weird like lock-on moments where i decide all of a sudden that i'm gonna do something it's not usually something big but like things like when i decided i was gonna learn the rubik's cube or like i decide i'm gonna read a certain book or i'm gonna learn about something that stuff i can do fine no issue but yeah the the unknown change i i freak out and you're always really calm about it and i definitely always feel like sometimes i because of the asperger's sometimes i expect you to freak out as well and then when i see how calm you are i feel like an idiot for being so worked up about it yeah it's the same as um it's the other same as the other round like i just think you're never going to be able to <laughs> do this because you know you're on the spectrum so this won't actually happen you're just thinking about doing it but you won't go through with it and then you do and i'm like oh okay why can't i then <laughs> um but yeah like you said it was like a good example of what i mean by like changes that just come up that you can't deal with like yesterday when you thought your radio had broken in the car <laughs> like you were you went nuts like you thought the radio wasn't broken and then you were talking about how the car was broken and how you need to get rid of the car and you need a new car and you were going to get the train to your new job because you can't drive a car that's broken. And it was literally just the radio wouldn't turn on. <laughs> but you were just talking about like getting rid of the car, the car needs to go, I'll just get the train in, I'm not doing this, like I can't drive that car now, like that car doesn't work. And I remember just thinking like it's just the radio. I know, you were very calm. It took me, it probably took me about 20 minutes to calm down I'd say. Yeah, exactly. But that's like how much you like freak out about like that. But then like for me, if I knew I had to buy a car, 
Yeah. I'd never do it. <laughs> like you've just managed to, like we're talking about like in the space of a month, you've been able to find a new job, take a new job, quit the job you're in now. Yeah. Do all this and get a car yeah. sorted because you know you'd need that because you're not going to be able to use public transport. You've arranged all that in a month. Like imagine if that was left to me to sort out. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Like you're, I'd say like with the two of us, you're the one that's like quite cool headed and definitely help to calm me down with all the stuff that I go crazy about and you are the logical one and you fix problems and I'm probably the organizer that gets stuff done but then yeah if something changes that I've planned you're the one that has to help with that yeah yeah um but I still don't understand the the autistic link to why changes are a problem. Because for everybody else, it seems that those that are NT and not diagnosed, that they, the changes will still happen to them. It's not like changes only happen to those on the spectrum, but I've never seen like, um, I'd never see like an NT person that I know, like go to use their radio in the car, go to turn it on and then just like go mental, <laughs> like start like getting upset and like, you got really obsessed with the radio all of a sudden. You were pressing buttons, looking at YouTube videos. Like, it, it dominated, like, all your thought processes. It took over everything. You were... We were supposed to be taking, like, a friend's dog for a walk. You wouldn't get out of the car. Like, you wouldn't stop talking about the radio. You kept jabbing at buttons on the radio to try and get it to do something. Uh, like, it just became, like, this all, like... Like... It, engulfing like thought process was why does the radio not work i know it's so embarrassing um and then yeah like i just was just like i don't understand this like why are you behaving this way it's weird like just just go without the radio till we can figure out what's wrong with it like it's i did calm down you did but like you were trying to get me to drive take you to a garage like that day you were like, let's yes. just go to a garage. Like, we're supposed to be taking this dog for a walk. And you were like, no, let's get back in the car and go find a garage. No. I. You were pretty much. You were like, we need to go find a garage okay. now. Like, that is pretty much what you were saying. You were asking me how long the dog walk's going to... how embarrassing. How long is the dog walk going to take to need to go find a garage? Right, yeah. Like, and that's the thing. That was just a small change of suddenly you couldn't have music while you were driving. But, like, it took over everything. Like, everything was, like, this big deal everything yeah. it was like it was all you could think about yeah um and then once we fixed it you were like oh what have i done like that was stupid i shouldn't have behaved that way i had said it was stupid before we fixed it i know but like um <laughs> like um yeah it's just stuff like that whereas like for me i didn't have a problem with the radio not working but like a big thing like i need to get a car yeah. Like, I wouldn't be able to go through with it, even though I know I need one. Yeah. Um, And it's been the same with, like, everything I've ever done. Like, I know I need to do something, but for some reason I'm only capable of going through with it. Yeah. Um, And I would put it down to my autism. Like, it's the same with, like, essays in school or, like, homework. It's one of those things that I knew I was supposed to be doing, but for some reason wouldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd just be thinking, like, oh, I need to do this, but I wouldn't do it. It's like moving flat. Like, the flat I live in now... If it wasn't for my mom, I wouldn't have moved in here. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have got a flat. It was something I knew I needed to do. I was living with my girlfriend. We broke up. I was sleeping on a sofa. But, like, she wanted to start, like, seeing other people, so I knew we'd have to move out. But I was okay 
<laughs> with sleeping on a sofa. Yeah. I was okay with like her like bringing guys back. Uh, like I'd made my peace with this is my life now. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I just sort of went, this is okay with me. Like, I'm all right to sleep on the sofa. I'm okay living the life I've got now. This isn't a problem. But then like, if it wasn't for my mom, I wouldn't have moved out. And it wasn't until after I'd moved out and got into my own place that I was like, oh, actually, no, this is better. <laughs> uh, I should have just done this. But I need someone else to do these things for me. Because yeah. if they don't do them, I'm not going to do them. All I'm going to do is complain about how I want to do them and how I need to change this and how this needs to be a thing. But then when you start telling me to, like, say you said to me, well, then get your CV typed up then uh, and get it sent off here. I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I will do that. Yeah, I know. I uh, but I'll just keep, like, stalling to the point where the deadline for the job will have passed and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot to send that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like, funny, I, I noticed that with you because like sometimes you'll say like, oh, I need to hoover and uh, you say it and my brain just sort of goes, okay, I'll make sure I hoover uh, <laughs> whenever I next get a chance. But yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know why I can't just go ahead with stuff. Um, I don't know if it's the, the unknown. I don't know if it's the, I don't know if I've just got used to my carpet being dirty. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so I've, I've noticed, like, there's sometimes there's, like, a bit of dirt on the floor. Yeah. Like, it's, like, uh, I don't know, like, just something. Yeah. Like, a bit of plastic that's broken off something. And I can see it. And I'll be at home. Like, it'll be my day off from work. And I'll just be looking at it. And I'm just like, oh, I need to hoover in here. And like, I need to look at it. It's down there. But I'll just keep staring at it. <laughs> and then just picturing in my head hoovering. And then for some reason, there's this brief period after I've pictured hoovering that I feel like I have done. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's, it's done now. <laughs> and then I look back at the plastic and I'm like, wait, no, I haven't done it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then like the same thing again in my head. I'm just like, yeah. And then I'll go around here, probably do the front room, probably do the hallway. That's good. Hoovered. Sit down for a bit, watch a bit of telly and then just go, that plastic. <laughs> I've not hoovered. And like, it's, I get into like these weird like routines of stuff. And it's like that with me. Like there's things that I know I should do, but I don't do them. But I don't know why. I don't know what it is about that, that where I pick that up from or why it's one of my things that I do is I won't do stuff and then I get comfortable with that bit of plastic being on the carpet it's been there for three days it's become like part of the carpet now so like I get used to it and then after I've like finally picked it up or like you say you've hoovered (laughs) I'll go to look and be like oh where's it gone it's not there anymore (laughs) and like start thinking about that piece of plastic and where it is I start picturing the hoover and where it could be inside the hoover like which part of the cylinder it was in like and which how it got sucked up i imagine it like going through like the the bottom of the hoover through the tube into the hoover and now it's in there somewhere and i start thinking about stuff like that and then you know it's been like 20 minutes and i'm just like what am i doing i then just think i need to dust and then i come back on that again yeah no i think with the like you said with me nagging you about the cv thing uh or no the contract thing it was because uh, you said it in the morning, oh, I need to see the contract. And I thought, yeah. And then I think it got to like a little bit later on in the day and you said again, like, oh, I still need to see that contract. But then immediately went to check in the calendar at work. And then I was like, print off your contract. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I will do. But first I'm going to do this and started like doing something else to do with work. And I was like, yeah. So like when you finished doing that job, I was like, so your your contract. And then you went, yeah, yeah, I will do that. I'm just going to do this. And then went and did like other... <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think you just get a... I don't know. Maybe like a part of you just doesn't want to. Or does not doesn't want to, but doesn't like the idea of... 
I think it's because it, it could be like maybe I'm not thinking of changes. I think with me, I've got a big problem with decisions. Yeah. Um, and I think decisions that I have to make myself are a problem. Um, I've always had issues with making my own decisions on stuff. I yeah. don't like doing it because I don't like anything that's got a, do you know what I mean, like a a choice that has two different outcomes or more than two different outcomes. Yeah. For some reason, I don't enjoy making that choice. Like printing off my contract and sending it off so I demote myself. It was a decision that I had to make and it was a choice I was making, but I was, I'm still unaware of like what it really is going to do. Yeah. Um, until I've started doing it. Um, and so I can't, you know, it's one of those things that I just can't go ahead with. Um, but like you said, I think the the other stuff, when someone's made a change for me or made a decision for me, so like, do you mean you want to go somewhere and then as you're on your way there, it's closed? Yeah. That for me is easier because it wasn't my decision to close. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I got more anxiety and worry about the decision to go there in the first place. So sometimes when I want to go somewhere or do something and I get there and it's shut, I almost feel like a relief. Yeah. Because I think, okay, then I don't have to do this now. That's fine. Um, And like, it's the same with like printing off my contract. Like I knew I needed to do it, but I couldn't do it. But part of me wanted you to like log into my email, print it off, fake my signature on it (laughs) and send it off for me. Yeah. Um, Because I knew I wasn't going to do it. Um, But then like, if you'd have gone, I've done it for you. It's happened now. I'd just be like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then I'd be okay with that change happening then because it wasn't me that decided to make it in the first place. And I think that's that's where it comes from. I don't like changing stuff myself. I don't yeah. like making my own changes in life. But I, I still, like, even though we've been talking about this for, like, almost an hour now, still no closer as to why that's something I do. Or, in your case, why you don't like changes or decisions made by other people that have an effect on you. You can deal with the ones that you made yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get what the thing is. I mean, I want to say, like, the standard thing is it's, because it changes your structure, uh, it changes your routine, it changes what you're comfortable and used to in yeah. life. And admittedly, like, I'm happy to continue doing the same things over and over again. Um, but then why is this part of me all the time that keeps, like, demanding change? There's always that part of me that I keep telling you, like, I want to do <laughs> this or I want to change this so I don't want to be doing this anymore. Like, if I'm so comfortable with change and if, like, I mean, so comfortable with my routine and the way things are, why do I keep saying... I want to do something about it. Yeah. Like, but then doing nothing about it. (laughs) I can't decide if I actually want to do something about it or it's just one of my traits is to every now and then announce that I want to change things. Yeah, it might, it might just be a trait of yours to say it. You never know. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought it was a thing to talk about because obviously the episode we did before we were, well, the episode we tried to do first, we were covering something we've already done. Yeah. Um, but because there's like, like once again, when you think about it on an actual measurable scale, the change you're actually making isn't that big a deal. Yeah. In comparison to some of the things you've done, like moving here, like starting uni, it's not that big a change. I think it's just because... And I can never tell, like, if it's worse because of your Asperger's, but also worse because I've told you that you're Mm. autistic. I don't know if, like, being aware that you're autistic makes things worse or not. Because obviously there are people out there that aren't diagnosed uh, and don't know they're on the spectrum at all. They have no idea they've got Asperger's. 
And I would say that before I got diagnosed or before I knew I had Asperger's, I do feel like things were easier in a sense when it comes to stuff like this. I actually think for me, personally, it's been better. Like I definitely haven't freaked out as much as I thought I would. But I think a lot of that is because because I knew that it would make me freak out. I've almost like prepared myself for freaking out, which has stopped me. So in doing things like not telling people, I imagine if it, if we'd gone back a year and it had been when I wasn't aware. Yeah. I probably would have just assumed, well, the normal thing to do is tell people, why wouldn't I? I'd have told people, people would have talked about it and I'd have started freaking out. I think um, for me, it's probably been more helpful because I've put certain things in place to stop myself from freaking out. So I think that probably helped me more because I put up certain barriers. But I definitely understand what you mean. I just think for me personally, in this situation, it's been more helpful. Yeah, I suppose, because you can, uh, I suppose, prep, deal with stuff better. You know how you're going to react, so you know how to insulate yourself from stuff or anything that you wouldn't normally have control over. Yeah. I just, I don't know, like, sometimes I feel that I think that because I know, yeah, it makes it worse. So sometimes I think because I know how I'm going to react to it, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where I will... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I will react that way to it. Or I imagine there's also a sense of, well, I won't do that because I can't do that. Yeah, and like even with the stuff like wanting to change my job now, um, I think about what will happen if I change my job, whereas previously, just changed my job. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't just change my job, but I wouldn't know what the thing is. But I think now I worry that like knowing about my like autism and like what will happen and do you know what I mean? Like what could happen and... The uncertainty of, like, would I even get a job? Like, what if I've got a pass for an interview? Like, do you know what I mean? I think, well, no, because my autism, it's not worth risking it. So yeah. don't risk it. Whereas I don't know if I didn't know, I'd just go ahead. But knowing me, I mean, before I knew about it, I carried on the same. So maybe it is better because you know how to handle stuff in a way that you wouldn't have done before, I guess, before you'd have just blindly gone into it. Yeah. And what would have happened, happened. But I guess because you know, like you said, not telling everyone at work that you were off uh, helped. Yeah. And um, doing certain things like um, getting my outfits, because I have to dress a bit differently, getting my outfits together early, which, I mean, you helped me with because I'm terrible for fashion or anything like that. But getting that sorted early, I think having you's actually been a massive help for me as well. But I, th- I just think the way you've been about it has been really helpful. I Just as a side note, like I just, yeah, I think you've done a really good job in keeping me calm throughout it. Just by telling me that it's not a big deal as well. Like I found that really helpful. It's not, a big, it's not a big deal. I know. But it's just it, like hearing it from you really like has helped me. Yeah. Um, yes. yes. Uh, so uh, that's it for this week. A bit of a shorter episode. I have something I want to do next week, but I didn't really think about it until we started talking about this episode, so I'm going to save it till next week, obviously. Yes. Um, This episode was a bit kind of just knocked together because me and you had planned on doing a topic (laughs) that we'd already covered. I know. Um, So yeah, I I have like three or four topics of my own to do. It's just the one we were going to do this morning, we started doing before this one. 
is on my list still. I think I have a list of ones and then after I've done them, I delete them out. Yeah. I think I just forgot to delete that one out. <laughs> um, so I will pick one off the list for next time. It's just this one I just thought is relevant because... Um, of what's happening. Of what's happening. Uh, obviously next week you'll have already done the job for a week. So, you know, think about that as well. Yes. A week from now, you'll have already done a week there. Yeah. And we'll def- I think we'll probably give an update next week because I'll have been doing the job for a week and... I don't think we've mentioned, but you demoted yourself, but you did that on Friday and you've been off Friday, yeah, Saturday, Sunday. I haven't Sunday, gone back so. to work yet with the, with the less power, less responsibilities. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, Again, that, you'll have done that for a week as of when the, our next episode comes out. So we'll probably give an update on both of our changes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, go ahead and like our Them Asperger's page on Facebook. Uh, if you want to see, I mean, we put the podcast link on there, but you can find our podcast on Spotify, Anchor, those sort of places. Um, iTunes as well. I think the iTunes. Yeah, we're there. on iTunes. Um, so you can get us on there. Um, you also can join a group on our Facebook page. Um, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm moderating that a bit better now. I think like once now, once I've taken this step down, I think I'll have more time to moderate it because I know people are posting stuff, but I'm not having a lot of time to look at it. And you've been way too busy at the moment to check it. So sorry if there's not been much of a presence of me and Scala on our Facebook page or Facebook group this week or in the last week or so. There will be. Um, I'm going to start getting more involved with it now uh, because it's something I'm really interested in uh, and something that I want to help yeah. out on i'd really like people to comment on this episode actually just to see how other people are with change i want to know if there's more people like you or more people like me or if, yeah like yeah or if people are affected by both and it'd just be interesting to hear what people's opinions are also if anybody out there has any suggestions on what job i should do that would be uh <laughs> that would be great if anybody out there could just hire nikki <laughs> No, I'm not asking but, about, no, I'm not saying all that. Just hire him and then message me privately to tell me to quit for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, if you if you do, do like, if you have got a job that you're good at or it's something I haven't thought of because I'm still trying to think like what areas to go into, um, but I am useless. I just want to find out if anybody knows any like burger friendly like employment sectors that are better because I keep hearing stuff, but then... Um, it doesn't really like I keep hearing like work in a warehouse or yeah then I know I go talk to people that work in warehouses and they tell me it's quite like laddie and like there's quite they're quite social warehouse people and I was just like oh not for me um but yeah if anyone's got anything that think like just a general thing just because I I do really want to try something else now like Scarlett's uh show me up a little bit so <laughs> I uh I want to move on to something else but I I literally can't think of anything so i'm just more interested if you listen to this uh and you are employed what it is you do um and just how it works out for you is it suitable not suitable uh i'm just interested and like i say again if choices and decisions are something that you struggle with um is it the same reasons as me is it the same reason as scarlet or is there something else because i am also interested in why i can't why I have problems with changing decisions as does Scarlett and like I, like you said if you know why yeah it might help in like going ahead with it yeah yeah that's true but yeah that's it for this week uh thanks again for everyone for listening and we will put a new one up next Monday with a topic we haven't done before I've checked the list I've checked the podcast we put out there already uh this next topic will definitely not be a repeat <laughs> yeah thank you everybody bye